Afternoon, three o'clock, and uh, I'm sitting here in the front seat of the Mazda at uh, the cemetery, St. Andrew's Cemetery. I drove down the hill to Bluffers Park, knowing it was a bad idea. The summer on a Sunday is crazy; all the parking lots full. Bumper-to-bumper cars going up and down, roads blocked, like, just crazy. Why why did I even try? I just had it in my mind I wanted the podcast from there. So uh, the backup is always uh, Thompson Park, and again, on a Sunday, it's packed full. Or where I am now, where there are only a couple of cars, and it's very quiet, except for the semis you can hear out the roof. Um... I'm here enjoying the shade of this big old maple tree, and uh, thought it was time to gather my thoughts about the Marshall McLuhan Podcaster Roundtable gathering that I uh, just came back from around one o'clock this morning. And considering I got up, didn't get to bed till one thirty, got up in time to shower, clean up. And pick up the other teacher and head off to church and last through an hour and a half sermon and then take him out to lunch 
to uh, tatami for Japanese food. Oy. I need a nap, but it, it was good. It, it was, first of all, my, thank God I went. I mean, I, you know, I toyed with the idea of maybe I just can't. Maybe I've got these obligations. But I knew I had to, and I knew when I, you know, I couldn't stand to be listening to everybody's, what a great time, it was so neat to meet so-and-so, and I didn't even get a taste of it. So it, it worked out well, <clears throat> from my point of view, if you don't mind, and that's the only point of view I can accurately portray. Uh, I got on the train around 1.15 on Saturday afternoon, got into town 3.15, and fortunately, the gathering spot out and about was just a short walk from the train station. So I was able to step off the train and walk right into the bar, grab a beer, and watch the action unfold. Because this was, Anthony had booked the upstairs of the bar for a live podcasting session. And uh, I got to see the gang who does Kim in action. The QRM, late night QRM podcast. And uh, that was made up of four people, three of whom I had never met. And to tell the truth, I don't know the show all that well. Uh, and you're going to say, well, tell me their names, tell me about them. And suddenly I draw a blank. Forgive me if any of them are listening. I know there was Barty, I believe. And I kept saying, do you mean Marty? No, Barty. And none of them had met Barty either until uh, last night, till yesterday. And, of course, our good friend, the virtual Youper, uh, was a part of that group. Uh, delighted to see him again. Now, i gotta got to be very careful when you do these recaps. Like, who are you going to leave out? Everybody goes through this. Well, i got to remember everybody. And then suddenly it becomes a piece of work rather than this art form we call part podcasting. So I just want to do the initial vibes. It was very cool just to sit in there, watch Anthony get the whole thing set up, and hear these guys do a live version, intro version of their podcast. Followed by Anthony Marco, uh, Bob Goyetch, and who's that other guy? Dave Brubeck, something like that. Doctor, someone or other. Um did the Marshall McLuhan Variety Hour live. And those guys, to their credit, as we all expected, pulled it off, nailed it, and had a very funny um, gathering and, and just, you know, the wordplay and, and the fun and the quick repartee and so on. It was great. It was very, very neat. I look forward to hearing it, but having it, seen it live and enjoyed that experience. So I got there in time to sort of be in the middle of, okay, here's the afternoon, here's what they've done. I am sorry, in hindsight, that, God, I missed the Friday night, but thank God I did, because I had a big issues to deal with here with my uh, tour. So that was just, as long as it's going to be held this weekend, it's always going to be a problem for me, and it's probably always going to be held this weekend. And even if it had been held last weekend, it might have been worse, because then I had a cancellation of the late last end and would have had to spend the weekend doing so. I might have, in either case, had I gone earlier, uh, I've had to return home, and that would have been worse. So as it was, I knew uh, Slugor, Doug, who I had a really good talk with. It was really nice. Thanks, Doug. It was a one-on-one, -on -one. and I felt, hey, I, you know, both of us just talked. 
openly, even even beyond where we go on our podcasts. And that was good. That was really good. So it was it was great to know I can get a ride home very fast. Did the 407. Doug held the transponder up and zip off we went. It was great. Uh, and dropped me right off at my car where I left it to board the train uh, heading to Hamilton. God, that was kind of boring, wasn't it? I'm not really getting at the feeling. Okay, let me, let me do a, a snapshot. We ended up at Ray's place for supper. And I pigged out on two pieces of fish and chips, and they were good. I mean, it was good. Ray's Place was a good place to eat, I think, anyway. Although, I don't think everybody... I don't think it was successful for everybody. I don't know! I don't care. I know that mine was good. And I sat at what we called the children's table. And that was with Candace, uh, Jason up in this brain, who, again, meeting for the first time, great. Much slimmer than I expected. I was, you know... From all that talk of the drive-ins, I was picturing somebody a lot larger. Uh, but believe me, the QRM boys made up for it in size. Um, then, yeah, so we sat at that table, and also Adam Greatrix was beside me. And Doug joined us, and Doug was at the head of the table. And then there was a point when Bob came over, Bob Goyetch. Now, I had just in character, keeping with my character. No, it's okay. I've had one round of beer in the bar upstairs. Okay, I don't know. Okay, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it's good. But I, I really like to have a talk. I just found, you know, it just opens up new channels for me. And uh, you can call that a crutch, whatever. I don't care. I'd brought along my own medicine this time, so I wasn't going to go over the top, you know, just half of one of these tired old feeble jays and I'm just in a very very pleasant zone and as I sat at the table looking at the faces of the people I just mentioned I truly was filled with the spirit of love I don't know whether I was giving it off but I was feeling it and I looked at everybody's face and I said it out loud to each of them and I hope it didn't seem phony or fake or you know he's just playing the character this guy really did peace love doubt man no, man. Fuck you. Hey, come on! Quit, quit riding my ass on this stuff. I'm trying to be honest here. I really genuinely felt the love for all those people. I felt... I care. This is good. We're, this is this is good. This is We are together here in this strange calling of being fellow podcasters uh, that's brought us together. It was a very, very neat subculture of the regular culture of podcasting which in itself is a subculture so how far how deep you want to go I don't know but this was a very neat that people just picked up on it and said yeah so I heartily doff my cap to Anthony Marco now I had planned here's I'm going to get on to another point altogether when I imagine things like this I often put myself in the center of the picture, okay? Forgive me, but I'm sure some of you do that too. Because you imagine, it's like you're going to go on a holiday and you've never been to the place before, but you get a picture of it in your mind, right? Well, I was getting a picture of this weekend, what it was going to be like, and I had a bag full of gifts and things to give away, and I kind of wanted to, you know, I had this vision I was going to stand up and make a speech and insist that everybody else did too. I was going to... 
assert my, I wouldn't call it control, but certainly my preferences over this thing. And I was going to somehow have it take shape in a way that I wanted it to. And and I'm telling you this because I obviously, oh, you can't do that. That's wrong. Can't interfere. But I did want to make a toast to Anthony. So I was able to tell Anthony in each of the bars we were at in piece by piece how much I admired him and respected him for the, number one, pulling this off and organizing this thing and making it work. Great. Great places to do, the venue, and, and being very, very laid back about it all. To his credit, Anthony is a fine, fine man. And on top of that, the talent he has to put out all the different podcasts with all the different people, and each one with its own intro and outro and traditions and flavor, like this is truly a master in the old school sense of the word, master podcaster, a master caster, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I wanted to say that in front of everybody and out loud, and I was only able to say it in bits and pieces so that maybe Anthony and one person beside me would have heard it. But uh, I'm saying it now on this podcast. Hats off to Anthony, and congratulations, and wow, you've got skill, you've got talent, you've got uh, something really special that uh, you can bring out the best in a lot of people. And uh, for that, I have uh, great admiration for you and and gratitude for putting this thing together because basically it came down to you. We wanted something. We missed Pab. We wanted a gathering. Those of you who know Pab, you might think, well, that's kind of different. You're not in the National Arts Center. You don't have a planned uh, itinerary. You don't have speakers. You don't have a, a Friday night. There's no boat cruise. There's none of this stuff. And yet, and yet... It was a very successful gathering, and truly it was a podcaster gathering across borders, as in the traditional, original PAB sense of the word, because holy moly, that whole late night QRM crew drove up, as did Jason with an E in red shoes, and his partner, Katie, and Jason up in this brain, coming all the way up from Tennessee. Uh, so it was a wonderful, wonderful gathering. Now, the MMD was there to stir up the shit, as per usual. Uh, Adam Greatrix, all the way out here, and I was thrilled to see Adam again. Uh, Adam, I have a special, another special bond with. Uh, and my partner from the podcast we used to do together, Gappage, Brent, that would be. Brent. Um, Adam decided, yep, you guys should do, you should should get that podcast out there, do one. So we ended up going out back around by the side of the, uh, the last place we were at, the West End, sitting on a concrete slab, lighting up a few more tokes, and recorded a gappage episode with Adam being the intermediary, Adam being the, uh, the mediator of patching it up and bringing us together. And that, that was great fun. And I felt, wow, this... Kind of blew a, blew open the evening for me because I needed something. I needed to do something like that rather than just sitting around wondering if I should order one more beer, which I'm glad I didn't. I drank an awful lot of water, and there were no ill effects today. I think I had five pints in the course of uh, nine hours, so that's not bad. Um, so there will be. Stay tuned. There will be an epic of gappage coming out very soon, unedited, just as it is. Thank you, Adam, for that little uh, 
that little push. Now I'm picturing in my mind and the photos I took, God, if I left anybody out, there's a QR and there's a... Um, I gave away a few copies of Dixon Janes, which was one of the things I was determined to do, and I was glad of that. Hey, come on here. This is coming back. I am holding, holding to that plan, and I asked various people if they would send in something, and I'm just hoping some other people pick up and then say, yeah, okay, that's cool, and it'd be nice to get a subscription rate back up to 50. So I would be mailing out, printing and mailing out 50 copies every season. Who knows if that'll happen? A lot of people may just say, well, I don't, I don't get it. And that's fine, too. All right. Anything more to say about what a wonderful, caring, fine, funny time this was? Any other pictures I need to be looking at? Photos of the places, the people to uh, show? Let me get the camera here. Um... Highlights, I guess just just being there, seeing all the people together. Oh, here's some great photos. Here's Candace and the MMD, who's always a colorful person to look at. And, and no pun intended, MMD. Uh, here's Jason, much slimmer than I expected. Here's a nice one of Adam and uh, what's that guy? Um, the guy I do the podcast with, Brent, Brent. Yeah, yeah, no, no, the pictures really don't turn out. It's not the uh, not the occasion for them. Now, I wish I could remember the names of the two other fellows uh, from Late Night QRM. And I, I'm looking at their picture right now, and I spoke to them. I really was glad I did do one thing. I had a quiz on Canadian history. God, this is all about me, isn't it? Sorry. That I really wanted to give out to an American. And it was, a, it was something I got, you know, federal government developed. Canadian history, culture, pop, quiz. And so I asked them a question, who can name me three of the four founding provinces of Confederation in 1876? Sorry, 1867. And um, we came up with two. And I thought, well, all right, that's all the more reason for you to take home this little thing about Canadian history and uh, have some fun reading through it, play a game with it. Now, this one I'm looking at with a very loud Hawaiian shirt and tattoos to match, uh, who um, I was told has a giant heart in the sense of this is the most kind and gentle person out there. So I guess I'm going to have to tune in late night QRM and uh, and listen. Now, there's a good one of Bob and uh, Dr. Broadbeck, a couple right there. People, one shot of just a line of people staring at their cell phones. Um, so, a couple of these will get posted somewhere. I don't know. Who cares? Who knows? All right, I guess that's it. Gee, I thought I'd do a whole lot of a better job. I did post some tweets out saying I thought this was an occasion of historic proportions because of the fact of this first time ever gathering in the same place all four people who do the late night QRM. I would have liked more time, as, as always with these things, you want more time for one-on-one conversations. Um, I would have liked more time to talk to Barty. Uh, certainly the virtual youper, time just goes too quickly. And there's just never enough, on, you know, deep, extended one-on-one. Um, so I guess the next time we're going to have to time it somehow that I can actually stay overnight 
and uh, make the most of the evening. So anyway, I'm gonna leave it there. That that uh, sorry, I was not a. It, I guess maybe it's just the time. Like I'm dead tired, and I'm sitting here at a cemetery, and I gotta get home and get a nap. I still have a lot of things I have to take care of, but I wanted to get a good start anyway on this. Uh, and I'm going to try and release one more podcast before I leave for camp on Friday. It being Sunday now, I should have time. So, this is Ken, signing out and uh, going to find a piece of music here and uh, send it your way with love. Take care. Oh yeah, I did bring I did bring the teacher to church today and he found it very interesting and, uh, you know, interacted with our uh, wonderful pianist and uh, who was the speaker today for the sermon and the sermon was about transpondency ah yes now i remember all right sorry there's a little ps here i did get a um a tweet saying something along the lines of i like the show better when it was a scarborough dude this new one which is what you're listening to now baby sally is a little too churchy and proselytizing and of course, my back got up and said, that's fine, thank you, sorry, no going back. You go right ahead, you don't have to listen anymore, was more or less my message. But I did take umbrage at the word proselytizing, which is to try to persuade people to join a religion, cause, or group. I am not trying to persuade anybody to join a church, God damn it. This just pisses me off. This is a total misrepresentation of what I've been saying and a total misunderstanding. I am not doing that. I never have. I have found a place that's great for me. I like this church. I like the people in it. I like the message of this very interesting uh, pastor. I have never once said, and I've said I'd be happy if any of my friends in Toronto, like Brent, who's already been there, or John, who might come someday, actually want to come and attend a service. Great. But I have not ever said, you people should go out there and be Christians. Fuck you. So fuck you for making that comment, which is, you know, maybe it was just to get a rise out of me, which is exactly what happens, because now I'm sort of in Scarborough dude mode, mode, fighting back in anger. But that's, it, it's also unfair. I did not try and convince anybody to do anything that, you know, it's my way. I'm just saying the point I made was, hey, this has always been about my personal journey. And right now, at this stage of my life, I found something that actually is of great value to me and which I'm enjoying. And I enjoyed Scott's talk today on the whole concept of trans. Transcendence, not transformation, transcendence, imminent transcendence and transcendence of uh, that we, we have when we get an understanding that we didn't have before. Uh, so some of the quotes, I made notes, it's not what you look at, but what you see. And of course, that might, that might have even been a thorough one. Uh, and transcendence can be open just to somebody else helping you. That we, we have these blocks that stop us from going further. We get locked in, we get trapped. And sometimes there's somebody right in front of us who can help us, who can be of help. But we need to make that leap. We need to know, yes, I can accept help from this person. I can go to this person for help to take us to another level, to get us out of the block or whatever it is that we're trapped in. Okay, so that's another kind of transcendence. There's a stuckness. Being stuck is really a perception, a mental perception, and sometimes somebody else can help you shift that. 
And Scott's point was, even if I just shift you just the slightest fraction, it can be, you know, towards something greater later on. Uh, values over projects. Values transcend everything. Values are what are important. It's not what you do necessarily in each of these projects. Which some people say the opposite. It is what you do, not what you think about it. But other people might argue. It's the values you hold that are really the basis of directing all your actions. Uh, so I don't know. I'm going to leave it there. But that, I, I needed to get that message across. And um, hey, what can I say? Stay tuned. There'll be more. Looks like there's a band, or sounds like there's a band playing down in the uh, Thompson Park down below. Bye for now. This is a traditional dancing band. Many Japanese students danced in elementary school. It features dancers in the Kusho and Sole again and again. Please take them all together and follow our dance. Thank you. Chick, 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 chick. Uh, this is a spot some of you would be familiar with. It, although it's all changed, I used to park uh, across from where I'm sitting now at the uh, formerly the Scarborough City Hall, the Raymond Moriyama Building, and uh, now right in front of it is a brand new library I haven't been into yet. It's really quite beautiful. 
But there was always this park on the other side. Now I see it's fenced off, and they've turned it into a dog park. There's only one dog and master here now. Uh, but it's lovely. It's good. They've made good use of the space. But it's it's just an open bit of greenery around what used to be the center of Scarborough, right by um, behind Scarborough Town Center. So I found myself a picnic bench, parked my car, and maybe we'll uh, use this opportunity to finish off this podcast because I've, I'd like to put one up before I leave town on Friday for camp. And once I get there and into Quebec and everything, it's a little harder to uh, post. And I know when I come back, I'm going to have a ton of stuff I'm supposed to be doing and everything will get further and further behind. So today was catch-up day. While the teachers went to the Eden Center, I stayed back and paid some bills and uh, wrote some checks and just did stuff that I've got to stay on top of. Okay, so while I was about just about thinking about recording this, a little voice said, you know... When you get to number 25, why don't you just call it Dixon Jane's 525? And I thought, oh, oh, really? Come on, come on. And I know that voice came up because for some crazy reason, I've built a box around myself. Oh. with this new podcast. I've really tied my hands. It's crazy. Like, hey, this is all psychological. What are you talking about? Why? And I think it's because I did have certain ideas in mind when I stopped Dixon Janes and started fresh with this. And and it's still to do with this crazy thing I have about being a nicer person. Like, I listened... Reflected back on Shane and Tom, saying how much they like Ken the Scarborough Dube, and I come out and visit them in Windsor, and, and part of me thinks is asking, well, why? And that's kind of a stupid question. I should be just happy that, gee, some people a lot younger than me who I've never been connected with outside of podcasting, but I, I am now. Of course, we have a friendship that extends beyond whether or not we listen to each other's podcasts. That they would value me as a friend. It means a lot to me, and yet it's one of those things that you're almost... I'm almost... I say you because I'm putting a distance between myself and my feelings. I'm almost a little bit afraid of it. So I'm still, for whatever reasons, confused. I, I do overanalyze those words that I was told in the last day of group therapy. Can you? such a worry word. Uh, are probably true. But... With this baby Sally that I haven't really developed or clearly explained or gotten into yet, it's making me just trip over my words. It's making me, I don't know, pull back. And I was thinking, hey, man, you took 10 years to create a place, a space where you were really comfortable, where you really felt good. Like, you could say anything. You weren't afraid of anybody. You know, I mean, I did still occasionally apologize. Maybe now, maybe now what I'm doing is I'm fantasizing. I'm thinking back to an idealized Dixon Janes that maybe never existed either. You know, who knows? Maybe I'm playing a game here. But I just want to be 
comfortable to express myself in any fucking way I want to. And I, I seem to be struggling a bit with that. Now, I hope this isn't a parking person, because it's not quite six, and I haven't paid for parking, and they, somebody's pulling up behind me. No, it's not an official vehicle. I'll run down and punch them if they were going to try and give me a ticket. Um, so, of course, it was Joel and Barry, the names of the people, you know, the missing names that for a late-night QRM. Thank you. I did post a few pictures. And I uh, hope that people like them on Twitter. And then uh, I posted one book, one picture on Facebook, which I really love. And it's the gang waiting outside Ray's place before we went in. And it was such a neat pose. It was just these, it was, to me, it was like it could have been on the back of an album. It, it just, I, I, I said, who are, what do these people have in common? And, of course, it was that they were all podcasters. But it's such a neat pose. You've got Bob. You've got Anthony. You've got Dave. You've got Candace. You've got, what's his name, who lives in Scarborough, that other guy. The guy who drove me home, Doug. <laughs> uh, Bill. Uh, not Bill. Yes, Bill. Um, is in the background. And who else? There's somebody else. Well, Dr. Dave, looking very cool. And so, of course, there were a lot of funny comments that people had posted. Uh, but I, I'm just I'm proud of that one photo of, of this gathering of these people who are, are, you know, sort of the reason we all hung out together in Hamilton. And uh, although I know next year it's going to overlap with the same time period and um, cut into my party time because of my work, uh, I'm still happy it's happening, and I still do anything I can to get there and uh, have fun once again at the MMPR 16. All right, let's put that to rest. Uh, what else did we want to uh, catch up on? I was thinking I really should go back down to my basement and pick up an object and uh, talk about things that way, but... <sighs> Sigh. I've got stuff to do. Like, I've got to buy booze for Bark Lake. This is where we go uh, camping. And I asked one of the teachers, oh, I like white wine. And heard the other teacher does drink beer, even though he says he doesn't drink. Uh, so I've got to, you know, make sure there's a decent supply. Because by golly, by gee, the one thing I really enjoy up there on the hot day when all the girls are running off doing high ropes or doing whatever it is that they're busy with with the camp staff... I like to be able to just sit on the deck and snap open a cold can of beer. Oh, God, does that sound good. And uh, so I'll be doing that. And I'll probably, those might be the short snappers. Those might be uh, little ones that I'll put out on uh, using Boss Jock or Roadblock or whatever it is it's called. Okay, gosh, I got nothing. thought I had something. thought this was really important. Um, the tour is, I, I mean, I still, I... I it's so demanding of so many different parts of myself that it's very enriching and very satisfying. Like, just the interactions with the host families. Uh, yeah, that's what I'll, I'll just do this briefly. Because remember, this is our 21st year of doing this. It started in 1993. Missed two years because of SARS and swine or bird flu. But 
in the beginning, I mean, there's been so many other people who were involved. And there was one man, Dave Balcone, who so sadly died at the age of 50 of a heart attack right in his garden. And I've never forgotten him. I liked him so much. And he used to handle the stuff. He was a a vice principal of uh, continuing education, and he would be the one to get the host families. All, All the people in the past who used to be involved, and there were many, it's all sort of fallen into my hands over time, where I end up holding everything and doing everything and owning everything, which is great. I mean, things just sort of went that way over time. It's like stealing cats. Um... Dave used to be the one to know which families and talk to them and so on. And I thought, geez, I don't know if I could ever do that. And part of it is simply, simply, simply the fact that I've got the confidence now. And the one driving factor in my life has always been I just have lacked confidence. And it's really deeply affected me. And perhaps it's run through my whole family, everybody in my family, including my parents. That there's just been an element or something missing that that has that extra boost for some people. I mean, everybody deals with doubts, of course. It's human. But one of the reasons I went to Europe in 1969 was so I could do it. I wouldn't be afraid. And it was wonderful. It was a turning point. But still, you need more. And so another reason for going to Nigeria. Because it's going to be hard. It's going to be a challenge. I'm a little afraid. And I guess with this tour that I'm doing, I've finally realized I've arrived at the point where I'm fully confident, fully confident and in control of every aspect. And I mean, there's just been so many variables. When you involve 32 girls, a couple of teachers and 20 Canadian families, a few more, and throw in another couple of teachers and then all the other people on the tour, holy shit, it gets complicated. And... It's just been wonderful just talking to each person, especially new families who've never done it before or might have questions about the students' behavior. They haven't been exposed to Japanese 16-year-old girls. Like, is this normal? Uh, The girls, some of them being very serious, some of them being very outgoing, some being very quiet, also different. And in each situation that comes up, you've got to find a way of handling it. Um... I, don't, I guess I didn't mention the other day a, uh, a new Canadian family from Tunisia walked into the school. Just the man asking if this was the school his son should go to and who should he talk to. And, of course, the school is closed in July. There's nobody there. But I got into a wonderful conversation with him and then his wife, dressed in black from head to toe, and his son, young, strapping, year, 14-year-old boy. And it was so much fun. And, and she wanted to know if there was a bus that took them to school because she heard there was snow and I laughed I said snow you're gonna love the snow it's a gift you look up at the sky and say how beautiful and I just hammed it up completely so that everybody was smiling and saying inshallah and everything was good and I put that out there for those people who may think that I have a problem dealing with people of the Islamic faith thank you this was truly wonderful and they were fine fine kind people who, uh, boy, I I wholeheartedly welcome to Canada, because I know they're they're good. Um, That was a little incident, just out of the blue, tangential, of course. Um, Somebody else, a little 
sensitive and the girl got a little bit lost, shall we say. I won't go into that, but problem solved, dealt with, handled. Uh, just so many of these day-to-day situations that arise that I couldn't have handled before. I wouldn't have had that confidence to handle before. And now, when I, when I talk about why did I take these courses on counseling? Why did I do this and this and this? Why these different things in my life that don't seem to serve a direct purpose but are all part of personal growth and development? It all fits so nicely. To the point, I can honestly say, here they are in the year 2015, that I feel so confidently in control of this program that I run that impacts a lot of lives and touches a lot of people. Again, this isn't bragging, folks. This is me giving myself, yes, pat, 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 pat on the back, but trying to recognize that, hey, can give yourself a little credit for Christ's sake, or whoever else's sake you want to assign that to. Um, you done good, boy. You're doing okay. Those things you're afraid of, you're not afraid of anymore. You've made progress. You're still growing. You're still learning. And you'll still make mistakes, but you'll get a little better at fixing them a little quicker, at making the proper amends, and everything continues to come together in a nice way (sighs) guess I'll leave it there that's good enough 14 minutes you can still hear the semis in the trees above me Uh, do we call them semis here we didn't in Japan what are they they're cicadas right Uh, it's a sound of August in Japan when it's hot and you're in the country God, I haven't been back to Japan for so long. It's I'm overdue. I absolutely have to visit Rob. Every time I see another picture of his house, I think, holy Christ, in Thailand. My son in Melbourne. What does the future hold? My goodness. Stay healthy, dude. Look after yourself. Get healthy so you can travel and continue to live life and flourish even. All right. If there are any new listeners out there, I'm not going to apologize for what may be a very, 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 in fact, is, is, is a very, very, very self-indulgent podcast. But hey, it's what I do. It's what I did in Dixon Jane's, and it's what baby Sally is shaping up into. So whether or not this just goes right back in the old Dixon Jane's feed in a few episodes, or continues along this dainty little way, we shall see. Thank you. And uh, either there'll be one more finishing clip added to this, or there won't. And uh, either way, you'll have music. This is Ken, signing off. Bye-bye. It's just my Japanese cigarette case Bring a mirror to my face Let all my memories be gone
has stepped down after the release of a video that appears to show him with prostitutes and using illegal drugs. Jeff Semple has more. The hidden camera video appears to show British Lord John Boutefont Sewell. The 69-year-old is pictured wearing an orange bra with a couple of prostitutes snorting what looks like cocaine. Yeah. Okay. Yesterday, police raided Sewell's London apartment, where it's believed the video was filmed. Some guy calls for his resignation rang out in the British having a good time. Do we need to hear the end of that story? Like what they're going to do about it? Do we care? Do you care? I don't care. What do I care about? Well, I care that. I'm leaving town soon. Like today is Tuesday, so Wednesday, Toronto Island. We rent the bikes. The girls go crazy riding these big quadricycles all around uh, Toronto Island, and then have a farewell party to the uh, kids that they've been hanging out with from uh, the school from Wexford. And that's always sad. Like they cry because they've bonded so closely in that time. Uh, another one of those little human stories has come up. One uh, girl, one host. Family has decided they'd have a pool party, and they can only invite some of the girls. So you know the girls who are going are going to have a great time, and those who aren't going are all going to hear about it. And it's one of those things in Japan where everybody does something or nobody does it. And uh, I'm going to have to bring it up with the teachers tomorrow. My own feeling is, well, we can't micromanage everything. And if she chooses to invite a few girls to her place... Uh, the thing is, she's not picking favorites, like that girl, I'll take that one, not that one, I want that one. She's just going by the groups that are pre-assigned. So I'll take group A and C, and that's all we can handle. So at least it's kind of fair that way. Yeah, you don't care about that, do you? What I do care about is it's 9 o'clock, the liquor stores have just closed, and I've just got my supply for Bark Lake. One of the things I have to do, one of the many things I do... On this tour, keep the teachers supplied with alcohol. Well, teachers and myself. Um, so, one teacher said she drank white wine. I got a bottle of white wine. And, I, and of course, I will only buy Ontario wine with Ontario grapes because that's part of the deal. Hey, it's Canadian study tour. We're going to do Canadian here. Uh, so, got that. And then I thought, well, we may as well get a red one because I like red wine once in a while. And if she finishes the white, she can move on to the red. And wine keeps. You know, we're going all the way to Quebec City, so, hey, if we don't drink it at Bark Lake, it'll get drunk somewhere else. So, number one. Then into the beer store, they had a great Cremor sampler, like a 12-pack of a, a sample pack of uh, three different kinds of beer. And I, well, that's perfect. That's a no-brainer right there. But 12 beer, and if the other guy drinks beer, then it's not going to go very far. So, another variety of another six different beer... And then thought, well, my poor son, I'm going to be away, and he's, yeah, he's at home, and he's, ugh. all right, got him a six-pack of uh, uh, Sleeman's, so that at least, hey, this is your going, I'm going away, here's your present now. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's, uh, that, that is a big part of the job. Uh, this is when I sort of prepare for, hey, what's ahead, and... I know once we're at 
Park Lake, there's no leaving. There are no cars. There's no stores. You get thirsty. So the other thing, of course, is buying nuts and snacks and stuff to have with the beer. Because in Japan, you never drink alcohol by itself. You need a snack. So that's what I also have to do, buy snacks. And I love this stuff. And again, it's part of the tradition, part of the routine. <sighs> I bet you there's a few of you listening, If you're, those of you who are still listening. I'll tell you, you know, it does sound like a neat kind of job you got there. Makes a lot of people happy. Uh, so, that aside, and then uh, Thursday is Niagara Falls Day, and I, I gotta tell you, I am tired of Niagara Falls and the boat going under the water, and but it's a big deal for the girls, and uh, you gotta do it, and I gotta lead them, like it's a real march to get onto the boat, make sure everybody's on the same one, and as the end of the falls, everybody screams and yells and takes pictures and gets wet. Do that again for the umpteenth time. That's okay. That's okay. We get a good lunch out of the deal at Betty's Kitchen. And uh, then, holy shit, i got to pack for the next two weeks. Nice thing at the end of the tour, I'm going to meet John Meadows in Montreal. So uh, that's good, and hopefully get to see Bob. And uh, if anybody else is around, hey, we're coming to Montreal, boys. All right, this is going to be the end. I just decided I'm uh, parked at another community center right near where I live, where between sort of our house and the uh, school that my son went to, place where we used to take the kids. There's a big hill here, and they used to toboggan down the hill, and used to walk here when they were kids. Yeah, it's part of the neighborhood. More than 20 years I've been here now. Wow, 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 wow. So this is the end of this particular podcast. I don't know when you'll hear another full podcast from me, but I think I'm going to uh, put out some little ones along the way. So, thank you, those of you who have the patience to bear with me as I sort through what it is I'm doing. I mean, it really, basically, these are confessional podcasts, and if that's not your bag, better find another one because uh, other people have all kinds of stories and things. I'm just trying to be me and be real and be open and be honest and be spontaneous and talk about uh, what can happen even when you're 60 bloody seven years old and you're still sorting your life out. I don't know if it gets easier. I I think in some ways it does except for the aches and pains and broken parts. But... um, you do get a little smoother at it. You do you, you do get a little wiser. You do get to know your your comfort levels. Okay. That's it. Got no final words of wisdom. Oh, I guess, yeah, that is the other thing. That is what's bothering me. I think when I started Baby Jane. Baby Jane? Baby Sally. Sorry. <clears throat> um, I really was hoping uh, I'd be able to deliver some wisdom. Share things that were, were were that you could take. I mean, I've always wanted to do that on all the podcasts, and I uh, I open up a lot, but I really don't know how much of it is portable. In other words, how much you can actually take away, other than thinking, yeah, mm, listen to that one. Uh, I'd I'd really like to be able to do that, and maybe that's one of my struggles too, and why it's inhibited me a little bit because I've become so self conscious that I'm not giving you something of value, that it, it makes it more difficult to uh, let the wisdom flow through me. 
Oh, yeah. Big thing, big thing, big thing. Hey, all that beer I'm talking about, what I really have to do. When I'm at uh, the park. I mean, sorry, Park Lake. I got to prepare my presentation for August 16th for the church. It's going to be a very small turnout because it's August. People don't go to church in the summer all that often. But I, I do want to do a good job. I, I'm taking it very seriously, and I'm looking forward to it. So stay tuned. That is one of the things I'll probably will be talking about when I finally organize my thoughts. That's my job for Barclake. Organize my thoughts. What did I learn? What lessons did I gain from my time in Nigeria? That is the focus. All right. Leaving out on that note. Bye for now. Yeah, man.